Welcome to the Build Up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlui.net for further information. Welcome along to the Build Up, our podcast here on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks, where we get you hyped for the sporting weekend. My name is Mark Farley, and as always, I am joined by Mick McCarthy. Mick, you're an excited man with the looks of it. You, you asked me a question yesterday <laughs> when I was chatting to you. You said, have Aston Villa got any hope against Arsenal? And I need to refer you to my predictions uh, from last week, the predictions game we played. The only game that we didn't, that no, none of us took in the predictions draft was Aston Villa and Arsenal. But I said I was cut, torn between that and was it Wolves and Burnley to be a draw? And I went for yeah. Wolves and Burnley, which was right. But I also had predicted that Aston Villa would beat Arsenal. So you one nil, I think, is exactly what you said. And yeah, I, I, I did a favour. When I asked you yesterday, you said we were kind of wrapping up the day. It had been a long, hard day at work, you know, talking virtually over different things. And I just said to you and our colleague, Donny, I said, lads, a Villa any hope beating Arsenal tonight? And I think the quick answer was no. I um, said yes. And then you yeah. went, really? And then I went, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Aston Villa did beat Arsenal. And look, there's a long, a long way between from being safe by Jeff. But um, look, I think what's happened with Watford over the last, uh, to be honest, couple of years, but I think everybody's been reminded of it this week, uh, has actually randomly brought neutrals onto our side as well um, yeah. over the last few days, which is an unusual one because Villa have been, and I, I genuinely don't know why, and maybe I'm missing something really obvious, or maybe it's just Jack Grealish, but they've been a kind of a, a, a one for the the neutrals to despise all seasons as they come up. Um, so suddenly we're, we've got, we're fan favorites again. We've turned baby faces, yeah. you might say, and uh, we're up there to beat West Ham on Sunday and stay in the league. Yeah, I think you've like, had some way, news in the meantime as well, since we've last spoke. I have, I'm wearing, I, we're not on camera, but uh, <laughs> I'm wearing my Leeds top. Uh, I also stole a Leeds jersey from the office last week when I was up on it, just in case. It was like a break glass. I didn't know if I needed it, but I'd rather appear a fool with it than without. Um, it's incredible. I'm, do you know what, Mick, though? I'm, I'm not even saying this bullshitting way. I genuinely am excited for the rest of the football world to get to see Leeds in the Premier League next season. Because they, yeah. you don't really know what it's like. We kind of was like, yeah. We're, if we're playing Luton, well, actually, Luton are a good example given that we couldn't beat them a few weeks ago. But if we're playing Derby or we're playing United, it's, Man United, it's going to be the same way we're going to play. It's not going to be any major shock to us. But for you to come and watch this and go, what the hell is going on here? It's like a different yeah. sport, honestly. Well, I got, a, I got a good taste of them last year when I was watching the Championship a lot when, uh, when Villa were in there. But I do think a lot of people who don't really pay attention to it, it's, they're, they're a unique football team. You always do question whether they can do it over the course of the whole season. I think maybe a three-month break in the middle of the season does help them. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. Uh, but now it's a long, bloody year ahead of them in the Premier League. But uh, look, they'll have less games. And yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to them being back. They're back where they belong. Um, it's about time. It seems like a good year to do it as well with the kind of, um, you know, obviously Jack Charlton and, and Norman Hunter and everything else like that. So uh, good to yeah. see Leeds back. But I pray and hope that... Uh, our boys will be playing your boys a uh, couple of times next season. Yeah, the biggest compliment I can play to, play to Bielsa is, like, do you remember Dean Smith's first game in charge of Aston Villa? Or what do you remember about it? Uh, I, other than a kind of a sense of hope, and I don't even remember who they were playing. I think it might have yes, been... Yes, I mean, like, who were they playing and what was the game like? Or do you remember Steve Bruce's first game in charge of Aston Villa? 
<laughs> no, I'm going to take that as a no. <laughs> I can remember Marcelo Bielsa's first game in charge, first game of the season against Stoke City at Leeds uh, for these last season. What, like you can, I can just distinctly remember it, and it's like because it was literally like what it was like. What the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> it was just incredible. So that like that shows you like it really is unbelievable. Like a lot of people obviously watched that Arsenal FA Cup game this year and we're impressed by them so hopefully we get more of that next season and also they'll keep us entertained over the summer because they're already linked to Edison Cavani and there's going to be lots of nonsense like that going on which will uh, be entertaining uh, but like we talked about there as well uh, like first of all I suppose make should tell people what's coming up on the podcast shall I? Yeah go for it Mark uh, so Obviously, it's a massive week with the cha- uh, Championship and Premier League ending this weekend. So we are coming, at you, coming to you twice this week. So we're going to be coming double uh, trouble. back. Double trouble. Back in the airwaves tomorrow. We're going to let the two games, we're recording this on Wednesday, so we're letting the two games play out, Chelsea against Liverpool and uh, Man United against West Ham tonight. And then we're going to chat to Kevin Dial on Thursday morning uh, to get his predictions for the final weekend of the Premier League. Uh, so that should be a bit of crack. Um, we've got, you know, there's two thing, big things up to play for, obviously, with the Champions League and relegation places and uh, mixed hopes and dreams <laughs> to go with them as well. So we'll like be become we, more neutral. <laughs> but we will be playing, once again, we'll be playing our football predictions game that we played last again for the last week for the round of matches. Mick is the champion. He it's went been a great six, week, Mark. I have to say. Six and three <laughs> in his nine picks. I went four and five. But uh, we'll be going again this week to see if I can. I think maybe we'll do it accumulatively. So you were champ- you were winning at half time in this game. Oh God! There's uh, only you've only got five picks, so you've a long way to get back from me for three three down. We'll be playing that later on, uh, and we'll also play one, two, three, and the big shout. Uh, I did not win the big shout last week; it was a bit of an embarrassment. But there's another. There, there is a good talking point out of that that we we'll get to in a second. Uh, but then also as well, back for one week and one week only, possibly. Uh, <laughs> this is like this is like when like uh, CM Punk left WWE and showed up the next night. Uh, <laughs> the GA quiz, Mick and PJ are back again after saying that they'd never be back last week to try and finally win it. Can they do it? Uh, we'll be we'll be playing that later on and talking about some of the games that are coming up this weekend in the GA Club Championships as well. Yeah. So it's a packed show. It's a busy yeah. show, and it's one or two. But the big shout thing I want to talk about, right? We get into what Mick you're doing it this week. Uh, but we get into that. I just want to talk about last week's big shout for a minute because you came up with a brilliant prediction at the end of it. What price is he to attack a cameraman? Uh, I don't think they've got any odds of that. I don't think there's a market on that. Okay. Um, but attack I anybody? Uh, attack an official? <laughs> I don't think no, there's no market, I'm afraid. And what happened on Friday night, Mark? You tell me. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting at home watching the golf and next thing, uh, Bryson DeChambeau Hits the ball out of bounds. Then he hits the ball out of bounds again. And then he hits the ball out of bounds again. So this time, but he's at this, oh, is it not out of bounds? And up comes the match official uh, to whom Bryson basically uh, calls an idiot, attacks, demands a second ruling. Get over here. This is a ridiculous decision. Who the hell do you think you are? I'm paraphrasing, obviously, poor Bryson. Um, You know, I, I don't want to wreck his brand, Mark, you know? His, yeah. his brand is very important to him, so I don't want to misquote him or anything like that. But uh, he wasn't too happy with the official, which was, I have to say, the whole golfing world was watching that. <clears throat> the hole took about 14, 40 minutes. He, he got a 10. Um, <laughs> I think there was like four commercial breaks during it or something like that. And, uh, you know, the whole golfing world was watching Mr. Meltdown. And it's a great thing to watch live, actually. But me, I'm just sitting there going, 
I told you he was going to fight with the official. <laughs> I was the only one who thought that was more interesting than the rest of what happened. You know, but that's all because of my uh, throwaway prediction on the Build-Up podcast. Unfortunately, that's two weeks in a row that we've predicted something that uh, doesn't have odds on ladbrooks.com, nor should it ever, to be honest, because they're just wild <laughs> thoughts off the top of our heads. Um, and unfortunately, our predictions of that do have uh, odds on ladbrooks.com haven't been as <laughs> accurate. good. <laughs> yeah that is an issue but look let's see if we're any better this week uh, if you've not subscribed to the podcast yet you can do so by searching the build up on Ball Study you can find us in all good podcast apps please do rate and review the show while you're there but let's get on with it let's get to our football predictions this week if you were not listening last week myself and Mick invented a new football predictions game where we went through our 19 games over the last 7 days and that was just in the top flight in FA Cup alone so we decided that we'd play a game where we had a draft system in place Mick got to go first he got to pick a prediction from one of the matches he could have picked any of them whatever one he was most sure about then I picked then Mick picked then I picked and so on and so forth until we eventually had 9 picks each and unfortunately Mick was the winner but we rolled on We'll go on to this week. It turns out it's only halfway. Well, it's a little bit more than halfway because there are only uh, there are only ten games to pick from this week. Yeah. I'm going to go again. I think Mick. I haven't discussed this with you off air, but I think it's only right that I get to go first this week. I think you get to go right, go first. So I just want to say though that the pick I was most happy with last week is like we all got we got our first few picks right. You were screwed by Arsenal beating Man City. I, in the FA yeah, Cup but I that. did not get my first few picks right. You know, well, horrible. fair enough. Yeah, we we got three out of we got six out of the first seven. Ugh, five out of our six picks between us right and that's when it all started to go haywire but my second last pick was Brighton and Newcastle to be a draw and as soon as I said it the two of us clicked that's the most obvious draw in world football <laughs> and for me to get it so late in the draft was what I was most pr- proud of and of course it was the correct answer and it took me over the edge it got me those six those six correct yeah, answers that, that was that the one yeah. yeah you go first this week that's absolutely fair True enough. So we got a, we've got a few games to get through here. I'm going to go first. <laughs> I, I could guess. I'm going to say you can probably guess what, what I'm going with. Is it's obviously actually it's more than yeah. It's more than it's more than the ten games because we have the two games tonight as well. And uh, the Premier oh, League do we include them? Well. Yep. Right. Okay. So, so six fifty. Uh, so yeah, I am going for Man City to beat Norwich. Okay. Simple as that. Norwich are forty to one to win this match on Nabrooks.com. City are fourteen to one on. So that's a fair pick, Mark. Uh, can't argue with that. That leaves me with a pick then. Who am I going to go for? I am going to go for Liverpool to beat Newcastle <laughs> on Sunday. At four. All these games are on, all the Sunday games are on at four o'clock. They're all on at the same time. Liverpool might be stumbling away like a not really there, but I kind of feel like their last hurrah for the season is where they could go out and win four or five nil and have it as a big celebratory occasion. Against the team, we yeah, going I would say they were they were my second uh, pick in the draft that I would have went for. So okay. you're thinking the same lines as me. My next one, there's a lot of hard ones now. You don't know because the teams have nothing to play for. I think Southampton have had nothing to play for for a long time and are in brilliant form still. Sheffield United have been up and down, and they even when they still have were in a shout of Europe. So I'm going to go for Southampton to beat Sheffield United. Okay, I like that pick. I don't know if I would have gone for it this early, but I do like it. <sighs> the relegation situation mark is fascinating i think what happened to watford this week is going to be very hard to come back from arsenal are a bit like the uh own brand manchester city in that you know they tend to have these good performances and then let themselves down in a chronic way and then bounce back again 
Um, obviously, they don't do it as well as City or as often. But I think they'll, I think they'll find a way of beating Watford. And I think that um, I will go for them as the next pick. I, that, I'm saying that as much out of uh, want as out of uh, anything else. But mm. I think Arsenal will beat them. I think, I think Watford have too much pressure on them at the moment. Let me think here. I'm trying to, these are hard. Uh, yeah. I had Watford oh, and Arsenal. Actually, shit. I'm good. I wanted What's to go wrong? with someone else. Hopefully, look, it might still be left there. It's my own mistake. It's my uh, own mistake. I'm torn between two here. One of them being a draw, one of them being a straight up win. A couple of draws am I enough here. But I'm going to go, because the scene you on the holidays, I'm going to go for Spurs to beat Crystal Palace. Damn it, that was the one I meant to say instead of Arsenal. I just missed it. <laughs> What's Palace's form like? I decided terrible. the Palace It's were, absolutely yeah. terrible. So the, ever since they played Liverpool, they've been in free fall. Uh, you know, they started off really well after the lockdown. Spurs' form has gone from them, like I think they've won four in a row. The first two of those were just like scraping out wins that they shouldn't have been. And then since then, they've actually now come into a little bit of form, especially since the Arsenal match. So they were really good against Leicester. Um, yeah, look, I mean, if Spurs, it's, they still have something to play for. They have something to go out there and win the game for. So I think Spurs yeah. are a really good bet there. I'm jealous of you having them. Palace uh, have lost seven games in a row. <laughs> there we go. So the next pick on my list. Oh, I'm going to go tonight. And I'm going to say that Manchester United are going to beat West Ham. West Ham are not technically safe, but if they don't lose by a combined 13 goals over the next two games, or say maybe with Villa or the goal difference coming the other way, maybe it needs to be about 10 goals. You know, yeah. I can't see that happening. They're as good as safe. That's very hard. They've been playing with a huge amount of intensity. Later. It's very hard. They're going to keep that up now that they know that they're okay. There's going to be a natural drop-off. United need to win. Um, well... United could do it winning. <laughs> and, uh, what you know, was the stat you were saying? Oh, it's an amazing stat. Yeah, I, I, I want to give the person credit, but I, I don't remember their name on Twitter. You know, because United are playing Leicester on the last day of the season, that two points will guarantee United a spot in the Champions League, but three points won't. <laughs> That's <laughs> brilliant. Now, of course, people misunderstood that to say, so how is that possible? Leicester could beat them. Is that, yeah, no, is that three points won't guarantee them. <laughs> it's like they can still get them in, obviously, uh, but it won't guarantee them. So, uh, yeah, like, I mean, if Leicester, obviously, if United draw tonight and draw with Leicester, then they'll finish ahead of Leicester. Um, and that's how that works. But by a point, obviously, I think they'll win tonight. I think that they'll, I think that they'll possibly win both games, to be honest, uh, despite the fact that they were a disaster in the FA Cup. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm struggling to trust them. Everton and Bournemouth to be a draw. There we go. That's one coming from my gut, and there's ones in my head that are above it, but I'm just going with this one. I want to get it off the board because it keeps looking at me. Okay, so that Everton would obviously relegate Bournemouth. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Who um, last week I went for Everton to lose everything, but uh, yeah. this week I'm deciding no, I'm going to go back and back in the Everton bandwagon. The thing about this, actually, just to stop on the minute for the relegation thing, is that everybody's talking about Villa and Watford. Bournemouth are like, they're not just not gone mathematically, they're actually not gone in any way because Villa yeah. and, not, and Watford could both easily lose. And if they do and Bournemouth win, Bournemouth are safe because they're only one goal behind and goal difference. Obviously, if they win, the other teams lose. There's a two-goal two swing there and they will automatically stay up. So it literally is just, they win, 
the other two, like we're talking about two relegation teams, they could easily both lose and Bournemouth could <laughs> yep. stay up, you know. So they, they have everything to play for. But uh, yeah, I, I, a draw is not a bad shout there, I think. Um, I will go for Chelsea and Wolves to be a draw. And I'm thinking there's... Oh God, it's hard to know. So much depends on what happens with Chelsea and Liverpool tonight. But yep. even... I'm, I don't want to give Chelsea too much credit by just saying that, oh, if they get there tonight and they qualify, then maybe Wolves could get a result off them. Wolves, I think, are nearly as good as Chelsea. And I think that yeah. Chelsea would find it very hard to beat them anyway. So I'm going for a draw on that one. It's a good game. Yeah, it is a very good game. Um, there are a lot of games. And look, like I need to get every game that's left on the board now, bar one, is really exciting. And I don't know whether to go for one of the exciting ones or go for the boring one. Yeah. The boring one being, I'm going to put it out there, Burnley against Brighton. Like Burnley yeah. are going to beat Brighton, I would imagine, <laughs> except for the fact that everybody involved in that game will be so bored by the prospect of it that they may forget to play and forget to score a goal and it could end up being nil all. If you played for Brighton and say, you know, you were, you'd booked your holidays in Southampton or whatever because you're probably not allowed to go abroad, right? Would you want to get go all the way up to Burnley and back no. down again to play in this game? They, they, they fish, they've been safe for a long time, but they officially survived the other night. The idea yeah, of having to go to Burnley, I think Burnley will hammer them. Yeah, Burnley to beat Brighton, I'm going yeah, for it. I like your picks better than mine this week. I need, what do I, need? I need I need a good I, I need to hammer in this though to pull so it back. So we've got two I've got two picks and you've got one pick. Liverpool are playing Chelsea tonight. I've avoided that one yep. so far. You've got Leicester and Manchester United on Sunday. I've avoided that one so far. And you've got West Ham and Aston Villa. So all the big games. Yep. I think Villa are going to beat West Ham. So do I. For, this, for the no, same I, for the same reasons that I hate saying it, I definitely hate putting it down on the podcast because it's only going to do me harm. But I think West Ham, for the exact reasons I picked against them earlier on, I think yeah. are, are are not going to have the same motivation. And I think Villa are on a roll. And I'll tell you one more small thing. And this is again just being stats like you know, Villa's problems this season have come against Manchester City, against Leicester, against Wolves, against Sheffield United in one of the matches against Manchester United a couple of weeks ago, against Liverpool a few weeks ago, and then thrown away, not being able to hold leads against the top teams. If you look at Villa's record, the only reason their record is so bad against teams at the top of the table, they, like they should be relegated by 30 points, only that they've actually had a good... They're well yeah. able to hold their own with teams at the bottom of the table, except for Bournemouth, who they've lost to twice. They've got a winning record, like four points or more, I think, with every other team. And obviously, they've, they've already drawn with West Ham. So I, maybe they can make it a clean sweep by beating West Ham this week. Beating West Ham, 6-5 to five on Abrooks of Villa to win it. And I agree with you, Mick. Yeah. I think Villa are going to do it. Like they, they managed to beat an Arsenal team that hadn't much to play for. Uh, so they can definitely beat away. If they can beat Arsenal, they can beat West Ham with nothing to play for. If yeah. this was, funny enough, if this was Aston Villa and West Ham needing to win, both needing to win, to stay up, I probably would go for West Ham, but because mm. West Ham are safe or as good as safe, yeah. um, I'm going to. I'd go for Villa as well. I really, so then I'm really left hope Manchester United don't win five 0 tonight. That's all I'm saying, yeah. and put that as a possibility. You know, uh, so United against Leicester and Chelsea against Liverpool. It's difficult. I think I'm going to go. Do you know what? No, am I? <laughs> oh, 
don't know Depend- because you didn't tell if me this was this time last week if it wasn't for the FA Cup I would 100% be going it's it's a no-brainer it's United to beat Leicester if you're picking them two winners uh, but I think I'm going to go Chelsea against Liverpool I mean Liverpool uh, they're going to go Chelsea the record to win. and they're getting they're getting the trophy, the, they're getting the the trophy. tonight. Yeah, see, I was thinking all this earlier on, and I was like, but that they can't just decide to suddenly be good again. But I suppose they can. They are possibly the best team in the history of the Premier League. Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, but you see, no. well, I was going to say you get up for games like Chelsea. They didn't get up for Arsenal. Yeah, they get up for it. When, like, they're not going to get up for it as much as Chelsea are going to get up for it, who have are going into an FA Cup final now and are looking to nail that. Uh, third place no I'm sticking with my gut I'm sticking with Chelsea to beat Liverpool okay and then I will obviously take a draw in Leicester and Manchester United oh a draw you're not going for a win for anyone no I'm going to go for a draw because you know why because I feel like United are going to win tonight put themselves well in the driving seat and Leicester will have to go and beat them and Leicester will be toothless and when it's one all with 10 minutes to go uh, Brendan Rodgers and co will pretend to be trying but ultimately will somehow randomly be happy with a fifth place finish I like your thinking I actually do that's, that's not bad thinking at all um, I like it there we have it I have gone wrapping it up again I have got Man City to beat Norwich Southampton to beat Sheffield United Spurs to beat Crystal Palace Everton Bournemouth to be a draw Burnley to beat Brighton and Chelsea to beat Liverpool and I have Liverpool to beat Newcastle Arsenal to beat Watford United to beat West Ham uh, Chelsea and Wolves to be a draw Villa to beat West Ham God and Leicester and Man United <laughs> to be a draw that Villa one is same with me last week when we were getting stuff ready on site for the Le- for Leeds possibly getting promoted you know just to be ready to go or whatever before the yeah you feel on like the off chance that Huddersfield won it and you, you literally are like oh no I'm jinxing this yeah. I can't I don't want to discuss it <laughs> I can't talk about it. It's uh, it's I'm so doing it's my so... team harm. You never want to do that, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but okay. that is it. Uh, the championship, though. Make quickly before we move on. Oh yeah, it's on tonight, obviously, and I am very excited about it. I think West Brom have had their scare. Okay, I think they got away with it last week, yeah. and I think they're going to win and get promoted, right? Yeah, and they're also the, the only they're, they're the only team actually. Funnily enough, between like it's between them, obviously Brentford and Fulham, to get the promotional place, and they're the only team that has nothing that are playing someone with nothing to play for. Yeah, they're playing I think it's QPR. QPR, yeah. So yeah, look, I mean, I, I think again, I think they had the scare. I think Brentford blew it against Stoke at the weekend, and it's a pity because it would have been a, that would have been an unbelievable run to get automatic promotion, you know, as a story. But okay, that's great. That, so West Brom and Darroche and. Callum Robinson, possibly, if he stays there, are going to get promoted. Uh, relegation is mad, though, because you've got Wigan under 12-point uh, deduction coming. You've got Luton, and I, have a fee- I think that Luton and Charlton are both going to win. Do you think Charlton will beat Leeds? Yeah, I think Leeds. Leeds trophy like, presentation. What? Yeah, but like it's the same thing. You're, you're betting against Liverpool in their trophy presentation. Like Leeds are... like They played well at the weekend against Derby, I suppose, but... In reality, like this is a team fighting for their life. Plus, Lee Bowyer, Leeds legend, needs yeah. a favour. You know, <laughs> the, the ghost of Ellen Road, the you know the 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 uh, the the mojo, the mojo. I don't mean mojo. The, what do I mean? <laughs> mojo. I don't really know. We'll just we'll help uh, Bowyer along and get him out of trouble. And I think Luton will win as well, which leaves Wigan in trouble unless. 
they win against Fulham, and then also you've got Middlesbrough can get sucked into it then as well, can't they? Yeah, Middlesbrough. There's nobody like I don't know what minute, I'm so to be honest. You've got yeah, 45 points Hull City, but they're like they're gone. They'd need to win 50 nil or something. They would need they they need well if they win. Yeah, they need to win. They're minus 27 and uh, Charlton are minus 11. So they're good luck. Then you've got Barnsley on 46 points. So they will need both Charlton and Luton. They need Charlton to, to lose and they need Luton. If they got to 46, they'd beat Luton on goal difference. Yeah. So a Luton draw would be good enough to keep Barnsley up. But uh, then you've got, don't forget but, that Wigan are only technically 46, even though they're 58. That's a good point as well. Yeah. So if that, even, yeah, the other ones then are... Luton Charlton on 48, Birmingham Middlesbrough on 50, Huddersfield on 51, but again, Huddersfield are as good as safe. So you're looking at Middlesbrough and Birmingham as the two that could possibly get sucked into it. But again, they would, given the Wigan situation, it, yeah. I they don't can, know if it, could if, actually. If, no, they're, they're safe if, Wigan, if yeah. Wigan's uh, deduction stands, but that will be appealed. So what you want to do is finish yeah. 20, 20th or above. If you finish 21st with Wigan behind you, you could still be in trouble. So that's what's yeah. mad about that. But I think that... And also, if Wigan win, Wigan are... Uh, given Wigan's goal difference, there's, they'll move up to 61, which then will put them back to 49. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, not necessarily. Again, if they win and Charlton and Luton both win, but or even, yeah, the goal difference would mean a draw wouldn't be good enough for Charlton and Luton. Anyway, it's fascinating. It's going to be one of those, like, watch Jeff and the lads tonight, like, because that's going to be, yeah. I, you can imagine that. What I would suggest is that if you take, if you both, if you both apply Wigan's deduction and take it away, which both is a possibility, I would say that Wigan, Birmingham, Middlesbrough, Charlton, Luton, Barnsley, and Hull obviously will all be in the relegation zone at some point in live play tonight. Yeah, and then at the other end of the table, you've got West Brom, Fulham, and Brentford. And as we mentioned, Fulham are playing Wigan, and uh, Brentford. Who Brentford are playing Barnsley? So again, yeah. it's, two, it's two teams trying to stay up against two teams trying to get automatic promotion. So that's why I think West Brom are dead right uh, to beat QPR is probably the most likely just because QPR have nothing to play for. You mentioned Charlton to beat Leeds. They're 12-5 to five, or 21-5 to five on com. So uh, I don't know, Mick. I don't agree with you there at all. I think Leeds made a load of changes for the Derby game and still managed to win it. So I don't know if that's going to happen. But look, it is one to sit back tonight and relax and enjoy because you've got that. You've got Liverpool against Chelsea. You've got United against West Ham. There's so much uh, to play for, so many games to enjoy. And that's, that's before we get to the weekend. And speaking of the weekend, it is time to play 1-2-3. One, 1-2-3 two, three. One, two, three time, indeed. We will be talking about, as I mentioned earlier on the show, we'll be talking about the games coming up this weekend in more depth when we chat to Kevin Dial tomorrow, that is Thursday, on the podcast. In a bonus episode, we preview all the last matches in the Premier League. But today, we're going to go through a few of them just in terms of one, two, three. It's your chance to win €100 Euro cash uh, by playing the game on labrooks.com. It's free to play. If you get all three predictions right, you will win €100 Euro cash. The games this weekend are Char- or Chelsea against... Wolves, Newcastle against Liverpool and Leicester against Man United that uh, are up for grabs. So, Mick, Chelsea against Wolves, what's your prediction here? I went for a draw in the predictions game, so I'll have to go for a draw again. One all. One all. I'm going to go for a 2 0 win for Chelsea. No, 2 1 win for Chelsea. You think Chelsea, Chelsea are way better than they actually are? I, 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 you predict them to win right. every match. I'd say in one, two, three. If people listen back over the whole season, you've never thought they were ever going to lose a game. I've Except for last the, week when you picked Man United. 
Frank Lampard is just one one week away, Mick, from being the first manager to get finished in third place with Chelsea, win the FA Cup. Well, actually, no, they're a few weeks away from winning the FA Cup. Be the first sports person in space. Uh, be the first football manager to ever cure a pandemic. Yeah. And uh, write award-winning novels. Actually, no, he's already written children's books. So <laughs> is that, is I, that one did. I personally don't know how Gareth Southgate sleeps at night. I think that the, the cheek of him not resigning his post as England manager when Frank Lampard is alive is it's a disgrace to be honest and yep. he should be ashamed of himself uh, there's one yeah, it's only a matter of time before Frank this will tr- truly show where international football stands in the reckoning these oh days. he's not giving up the Chelsea job he's doing England part time Oh, of course. He'd be the first manager to do that as well. <laughs> Back in the day, if you would have done it. But uh, <laughs> he'd be the first one to win the World Cup and Premier League in the same season as a manager. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's anyway, that's if the media is to be believed. Uh, Newcastle against Liverpool the next one up. Steve Bruce, speaking of, speaking of Messiahs. <laughs> I'm going to say Liverpool to beat Newcastle 3-0. Oh, I have 3-0 as well. I actually, there's a part of me that thinks it could be 4 or 5, but I'm going to play it safe and have 3. Yeah. And then finally, Leicester against Man United. You, I know you're going to go for a draw on this one, given our prediction. I'm going to go 1-1. 1-1. One, one. One, one. I, I, I don't know. My, my, I think my heart, my heart is ruling my head here. And I'm going to say Leicester, for no reason, are going to beat United. And it's I going to be 2-1. That. I think it's like, United will get the draw. It'll be one all, and United will sit back and go, right, the draw will be good enough here because they'll have beaten West Ham. And then uh, Leicester will hit them. Ian Acho. Yeah. Last minute. Okay, so I'll, you t- I'll take your scenario, but I'm picking 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I'm going with Chelsea 2-1 against Wolves, Liverpool 3-0 against Newcastle, and Leicester 2-1 against United. Mick, you've gone with... Uh, I've just come out of it there, Mark, but I think I've gone one all in the first game. Yeah, 3-0 Wolves to and Chelsea, 3-0 to Liverpool, and one all in United and Leicester. Well, there you go. You can play a 1-2-3 yourself. Uh, all you have to do is get on to labbrooks.com right now. It's free to play. If you get one score right, you win a euro free bet. If you get two right, you win a five euro free bet. And if you get all three, you win a hundred euro cash. All right, hold it. Steady. Just hold it, Alan. Push him out. Steady, David, don't. Get round. No, don't. Bloody. The unmistakable voice of Graham Taylor there can only mean one thing. It is time for the big shout. We discussed earlier on, Mick, how I came up uh, came a cropper uh, because of Bryson DeChambeau in my big shout last week I will mention though that I had a Euro free bet on Labrooks and I put it on Burnley to win both halves against Norwich at 7-1 to one, and that came off so oh, I might stick, congratulations I might stick uh, one of the Euros on uh, that our football predictions this week to see how it gets on but uh, the big shout go. was no use um, well, I've this stuck week, a Euro on my big shout this week already so one of my few Euros that I've got left in my, in my account and look, I don't know, Mark. I the last time I did the big shout, I went for, I spread myself too thin. I had two. I just went for two results. One of them came off, and the other one didn't. This time, I'm gone for just a little bit more wide ranging, and I'm crossing three different sports. So, funny enough, when we were doing the picks a few minutes ago, Mark, I'd forgotten my confidence in a certain team, and actually, you gazumped me with your third pick by picking Spurs to beat Crystal Palace. But earlier when I was doing the big shout, I was absolutely sure that that was the match to go for. <laughs> and, I, I, um, and I still think it's true. And I got Spurs. That's a, they were at 4-7 to seven to beat uh, Crystal Palace. 3-5 actually with a Labrooks odds boost, which I'm using for this uh, big shout. So I'm going with them uh, to win that. Uh, sorry, it's actually four sports, not three sports. Again, made this earlier. Uh, my other 
Second sport is the fine world of cricket, Mark. It's one all in the test series between England and the West Indies. Uh, and I think it will remain one all after this week's third test. Because I'm hearing about some weather. I've been told that we're, we're getting it for three days straight. And when there's weather in a test match, it naturally shortens it, which means that there's more of a chance of a draw. Um, England were very, very good in, in, in wrapping it up in a, in a weather-shortened test this week. But I expect the West Indies to fight back somewhat. A draw in that game, again, with the Ladbrokes odds boost is 9-5, to 7-4 to four before it. So I'm going for that. Then I'm looking at the world of Super Rugby Mark and two matches in Australia and one in New Zealand uh, this weekend. I've been watching a bit of this, actually. The, the need for live sport has got me more into Super Rugby than I normally mm-hmm. have been on early Saturdays and Sundays mor- Sunday mornings. And I'm going for uh, Bowden Barrett's Auckland Blues, or just the Blues, as they're actually known, to beat the Chiefs. That's at 7-20. to 20. I'm going for the Brumbies in Australia to beat... Uh, the Western Force, that's 3-20. to 20. They're big, big favourites. And I'm going for the Crusaders to beat the Hurricanes at 4-17, to 17, right? Okay, so they're, so that's the Blues, the Brumbies, and the Crusaders to win in Super Rugby this weekend. And finally, Mark, I am looking at the 2023 M Open on the US PGA Tour. We always have to have a little bit of golf in here. Tony Finau is the name that jumps out to me. He was a man who was like in absolutely brilliant form pre-lockdown. He was finishing top five regularly. Um, his season, you know, as long as as well as everybody else's collapsed, he came back. He took a he took a while to get into it, but he did lead the Memorial this week. Ended up finishing sixth. He seems like he's somebody who's back in form. He likes this course. He's high up in the betting. Him to finish in the top five at the 3M Open is eleven to four. Again, fourteen to five with the odds boost. This all adds up to an accumulator, which comes to 29.18 to 1 or 31.64 to 1 with the odds boost, which we'll call 32 to 1, sure. 32 to 1. Yeah. What it's, do you think it, of it? Is there too much it's, going it's, on? There's an awful lot going on. There's so much. But then again, you're put, you've got ones in where it's like 3 to 20 or whatever. So, or, uh, so like, you know, I like I like the Super Rugby ones, and they make it sound like there's a lot going on because there's three yeah, of them. But put them more. all together, Crusaders, Brumbies, and Blues, I fancy them all to win. And then you're just hoping for, I think Spurs are going to win. So then it all comes yeah. down to Finau and the draw. In the, and Finau and a bit of rain in England. That's what I'm looking yeah. for. The, the cricket one, I couldn't tell you what's going to happen. Um, and you're, you're, you're really predicting the weather there rather than sport. Well, no, so. it, could be a, it could be a draw regardless. But yeah, yeah. yeah I am. I, um, there's, there's a bit of weather predictions in there. Look, should we wait and see? It's only a bit of fun and you can do it yourself. Send us in your predictions. They're big shout for the weekend. You don't even have to put any bet on it. Just send a, the odds of whatever they are and what it comes to uh, from the labbricks.com website. Uh, you can win yourself two cakes and a sports biography, if you're correct, like Oshin's done, like Jermyn has done, uh, but not, not like myself and Mick, because we have yet to do it. But uh, <laughs> send them into the gaffer at Ball Study with subject line, The Big Shout, and we'll have a look at them. And of course, if you're having any bets on the sport this weekend, be sure to gamble responsibly. You can visit dunlewy.net for more information. But up next, Mick and PJ are going for one last hurrah at the All-Ireland GA Quiz. PJ Brown is back on the line again. Uh, just when we thought we were finished, PJ, with this, you've earned yourself another goal. We thought last week was the last chance. This is surely the last, last, last chance. You've got to do it this week or there's going to be serious questions asked. We're going to get new management in or something. Yeah. Um, 
I thought the pressure was on last week. It's really, really on this week. Um, Mark, please, please, you, you got to give us a chance. Don't go back like 30 <laughs> years or something. It's all right, lads, because I'm not going back 30 years. 30 years, to be honest. I've only gone back 15 years. The 2005 All-Ireland Football Championship. Football again. Oh, God, okay. So this is one, of course, I'm not going to say, I don't to say what happened in the championship, but I'm not going to say anything just in case you've forgotten it all, but I'm sure you will remember. Well, some of the PJ main will remember anyway. Summit. Yeah, exactly. So the rules are the same as always. You're going to start off in the preliminary round of the provincial championships and work your way all the way to the All-Ireland final if you can, and then hopefully up the steps of the Hogan stand. Or back then with the, oh yeah, the way I was still in the Hogan stand. Um, but the Hogan stand, there was the new Hogan stand since 2002. Yep, so uh, if you win the All-Ireland, you will pick up the theoretical Sam Maguire quiz trophy. Uh, but you've got to get there first. If you get one question wrong before the All-Ireland quarterfinals, you will go into the back door for a qualifier question to get back into the proper uh, round, of, round of games. I was going to say round of quiz questions. Uh, so we're going to start off in the Leinster preliminary round this week. Who scored 1-3 for Kildare in their Leinster preliminary round defeat of Wicklow? Two clues here. It wasn't Johnny Dyle, and the player's first name is the same as a character Sean Bean played in a famous Irish movie. In a famous Irish movie? Yep. Oh. What, what? what film was Sean Bean in? Irish film for Sean Bean in? I presume <laughs> Patriot Games doesn't count as an Irish film, does it? It's just a bad Irish accent. Uh, oh, hold on. He was in... Um, he was in the field, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. I don't yeah, know what his the, name was in it. He was the son in the yeah. he was, uh, Richard Harris's son in the field. Was his name Bull Junior? <laughs> ah, lads, I gave you this because I was like, it's so easy. How would how could PJ as a proud Kerryman? How yeah. did not know the name of Bull McCabe's son in the field? Well, I. It's it's a film I've watched a lot, <laughs> but I still can't remember his name. I even saw the play. Do you get extra maybe points for of, that? Maybe think of Kildare players in yeah, the. We should abandon the job. <laughs> <laughs> and then might right. might might uh, <laughs> something might you know Martin Lynch suddenly come to you. Niall Buckley, Carlo Dwyer. Yeah. We're probably too early for these. Yeah, no, we're going I, don't, I don't think his name was around. Carl McCabe. <laughs> <laughs> was it Martin McCabe? No, that's... Um... Ah, jeez. So this is a well-known forward of the Kildare team of this era. Yeah, he was... Let me think. What year would he have been... Can we, ask, can we ask a question because you didn't mean for it to be this hard? Yeah. Was he on the 98 and 2000 Mako teams? I don't, I can't remember. I don't think he was. Okay. I can't even, he doesn't have a Wikipedia Shit. page, uh, which is not happy, but uh, he won the Leinster Championship in 2000 with Kildare, scored okay. a goal in the final. Dermot uh, Early? Um, no. He's currently the St. Lawrence's no, manager. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't supposed to answer that, Mark. <laughs> Sorry, I was in the bit. I was busy reading other things, but there's another clue. It was not ever early. What did he answer? What did he? Uh... Oh, you've already said it was a forward, anyway. Who was he manager yeah. of? I, I, he's, he was expected to take up uh, the St. Lawrence's managerial role in um, 
2000, at, the, at the end of 2019. I don't know if it actually happened. Uh, Do you have anyone in mind here, PJ? No. It's not any of the names you said because they were all there in 98. Let's come on now. There's people listen to this and they'll be screaming at. Yeah, but sure other people son. know the answer to the question. Like, so it begins. Ah, I can't here. give you any more clues. We go all going fine. Look, begins Mark, with a T. It's not your fault. I haven't a clue. <laughs> so your final answer for the first time ever is no answer. <laughs> Uh, oh god Tony Tommy Tony and Tommy right what do Tony and Tommy strike you as names that somebody said for instance in America could have could have in the U- in the UK Tyg Tyg Bennett you're right is that oh. <laughs> you got there at the end it is indeed Tyg Bennett it is Tyg McCabe <laughs> Yeah, we weren't given any help on that one at all, PJ. I can't believe it. <laughs> That's <laughs> disgraceful. Like, Mark, there's going to be an asterisk across this. Were you, going to, you, us, were you going to even let us out of that question without getting the right answer? Ah. Well, like, he rhymes with Hoy Kennan. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 someone's taken this to the DRA, I think, Mick. Yeah. <laughs> I think, lads, I don't think I can give you this. I think I'm going to. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put you into the qualifiers because I can't count that as a question, right? But I might give you two qualifier questions this week, depending on how you get on later on. So I might give you another qualifier question, but you can't. You need to get another question right in order I to get through say, to the next round. I say his name was Tiger anything, though. I know, but I even told you that it was a go for a really Irish name okay. beginning with T. Okay. <laughs> you didn't no, say right. it. You're right. Yeah, so but, I have to say, like, to be fair, Mark, you didn't say the answer to us, though. <laughs> I did everything but. <laughs> no, I, the, 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 um, the sanctity of the competition is paramount yeah. here. And I, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. The worst thing would be if you went down and won it and that was like, Jesus, look at this. So, right, qualifier question. What red-headed maestro made his Cavan debut while still a minor in their defeat to Mayo in the final round of the qualifiers in 2005? We bought all the answers to Key Mackey here, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, back into the Leicester Championship we go for over or whatever it is. The correct answer is indeed Key Mackey. For the 15th uh, so time in the seven quizzes that we've done. <laughs> if, if a doubt, Key and Mackey or Derry is always the answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or Longford depending on whether Derry or Longford's in the question uh, speaking of in the Ulster quarterfinal between Derry and Monaghan a Derry player amassed the highest personal tally in a match that championship with 110 he would also finish the season as the championship's second highest scorer overall who was he? I'd say Paddy Bradley it's, he'd have been in his pomp around 05 PJ wouldn't he? yeah yeah, I would think so. Owen kind of came on sort of after he he was there, but he wouldn't have been as high a scorer until a bit later. And there wouldn't have been anyone else really, would there? He was the he was the scoring forward of Derry for yeah. four or five years there, yeah. Yeah. I'd uh, I, I don't don't want to sound like I'm making excuses here, but I was in a foreign country for the majority of this championship. 
which uh, <laughs> Gia Goal was not a thing in twenty in two thousand and five. Yeah, that is actually harsh. Uh, and you're you were in New Zealand, weren't you? So you're talking about like yeah. thirteen hour time differences. Like you're really making an effort if you want to go and watch a match. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they were showing Lin- uh, Ulster quarterfinals in uh, the Irish pubs in Queenstown. Well, you'd have to ask. Okay, I'm still gonna go with Paddy Bradley, though. I think that. Yeah. Uh, Paddy Bradley yeah. is indeed the correct answer. So you're through to the semi-finals. Provincial semi-final question. Cork and Kerry won the Munster semi-finals. True or false? Oh, this is both easy and hard. In that yeah. <laughs> it's nine times out of ten. Okay. So there was a there was a period of Limerick in the mid 2000s. Um, but it might have even been the early 2000s or the late 2000s. That's how unaware I am. It was the John Galvin uh, kind of time. Um, yeah. Stephen Lucy was playing football, wasn't he, at that time? And there was still another very, very good player that I can't think of right now. Um, Brendan Be- uh, Begley. Brian Begley. He was pretty good. Was he, he was a dual player as well, was he? Um, yeah. yeah he was, uh, they won, they, I think they, they, they won the... <laughs> stalling for time here but they won a Munster under 21 title I think in 2000 they, yeah they did have a very good team around that time yeah and remember I think they played Kerry like three years in a row they might have even played them twice one year and played, met them again and you kind of thought like they kept running them close like you kept thinking they were going to do it eventually and they never did beat them yeah I don't know I think maybe one of them was a Munster final but I don't know which one Le- Limerick definitely made a Munster final yeah they were definitely in, in at least one and they gave, gave Kerry serious games. Yeah. And Claire Mark, had been we, in one, but I think we already covered that, didn't we, in one of the, in one of the years we did, 2002 or something. Can we go back into the qualifiers, Mark, or, or is this it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can go back into the qualifiers. It's just very hard to come up with a qualifier question from 15 years ago. <laughs> uh, but I'll try and make one up on the fly, should you get it wrong. This is the question I was kind of envisaging that could stump you before the qualifiers. You thought we'd get Tyg Fennin easily enough, yeah? Yeah. And I think this is the kind of one that they could fall on. Because it depends. Uh, I'm not even going to say. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, you're on your own here. Okay, so Kerry, we're almost sure this wasn't one of Kerry's backdoor years, PJ. That they, their no, backdoor no, years were 2002 and 2009, I think, weren't they? Definitely 2009. Yeah, and two, I think, because yeah. you called at that time. Do you remember when we got the, the miracle call? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm not saying they won every monster in between, but uh, this was, I'm pretty sure this was a front door carry team. So, Cork or issue? Did Cork lose to Limerick, Tipperary, or Clare in the mid 2000s? The team that would eventually would come good. They were constantly winning leagues around this time. They got the other in the final in 07. A better team got there in 09. It's four years later. Like. I'd say it's true. I think, the, I think the, the laws of probability say it's true because I think there's one year in there that we know exists yeah. between Kerry and Limerick. But I, I have a feeling that was 2003. I might be there's wrong. also the possibility Kerry and Cork played each other earlier. Yep. You know, I wasn't really considering that. Cork might not have yep. lost anybody. Do you think it was 03? 
I have a vague memory of it of Kerry playing Limerick in 03. Maybe that I'm rings right. a bell for me too, yeah. Yeah. It rings a bell. Did we go? Limerick wearing all white. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't make any difference. <laughs> 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 Let's go with true. Let's go with the, the safe bet of a Cork. You'll never go wrong betting on a Cork and Gary Munster final. <laughs> Unless the answer is wrong, of course. Right. <laughs> But no, you're right. The answer is indeed true. It was a Cork and Kerry uh, Munster final, and it was the first time the two years previous had been Kerry and Limerick Munster finals. No, right, okay. 2003 and 2004. And then, of course, Cork and Kerry would again meet in the All Ireland semi final in 2005. So that was why ah. I was thinking you just might get it that way, that you'd think about it. That, that was why it was kind of significant. Hey, I didn't but anyway, that. you've got there. You're through to the provincial finals. Uh, and this is the Leinster final. Who scored two dramatic late points to win the Leinster final for his county that year? Dublin won it. That's for definite because Leash had won in 03 and Westmead had won in 04. Uh, Mead were like 01 and 10 and everything else was Dublin for the, for the entire century. Uh, which is insane. <laughs> oh no, because they're one of the Sorry, Kildare's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who who are the options here? Mossy Quinn. Uh, it is Mossy Quinn. I just remember this. Mark was telling me about this. We were talking about Mossy Quinn, and he was saying how he was completely underrated because of the two forty-five and a free. I think he said it was that were absolutely nailed with the height of pressure on in the last minute of the Leinster final against Leash in 2005. I remember he was only telling me about it a few weeks ago. He trusts that I, I remembered it, which was a really, really, really uh, risky business considering <laughs> that he did the same thing last week or a couple of weeks ago. And I happened to remember it. About yes. <laughs> the correct answer is indeed Massey Quinn. It was one I was arguing that was arguably one of the top 16 Gaelic football moments of the twenty right, first yeah. century. It's incredible if you watch it back on YouTube. Uh, that was it was Massey Quinn. Uh, he ended up winning the. It was I think either the last minute and then injury time, or both of them were in injury time. With Leisha point up uh, to win it, going into the hill, won Dublin the Leinster Championship back. That was a brilliant race between the two of them, them and Dublin and Leash. But that gets you through to the All Ireland quarter final. There are no more qualifier questions after this. Uh, the qualifier question I was going to give you just for the crack if you had got that one wrong, was who Limerick, while they did lose to Kerry 210 to 10 points in the Munster semi-final, they went on a good run in the qualifiers before being defeated in round three. Who beat them in round three of the qualifiers? Round three, what level is that? There's four rounds, isn't there? So Second it's, last uh, round. So it's not with provincial finalists. It's before that. You don't really need to think about this. Cabin. No. There, look, he's would have been gone. That's a disgrace. What did I literally tell you? I couldn't remember. What did I literally tell you 10 minutes ago about the qualifier <laughs> <Very. twists>? <laughs> <laughs> But in, I will say, in all fairness, though, we, we actually at this point fair and square. You took away the un. The yeah, absolutely. Answer. Yeah, that's, that's just we got fun. a qualifier question right and we're back in. Yeah. Yeah. So into the All Ireland quarterfinals. Who's tally? of 1-7 in the All-Ireland quarterfinal replay between Dublin and Tyrone was described by Tommy Conlon in the Irish Independent as arguably the best performance of his career. 
on the, in the in the replay. Yeah, in the replay. Okay. Wait, was Mulligan's goal in the first day of the replay? Or was that one of these matches? No, it wasn't. It was the that was the first game, and then I went to the replay, and Tyrone were brilliant. Yeah, so replay, it's someone from Tyrone. The replay finished. I'll give you that that information. The replay finished. What was the final score? Two eighteen to one fourteen. Yeah, and as you know, lads, being at a game uh, in in no way helps my memory <laughs> of uh, getting an answer right. The only thing I remember about that match was uh, Pascal McConnell being really, really big in goal, and me thinking from an early point that Dublin would definitely not be able to score a goal past them. Now I think they did, but so the the options here it's Canavan, Mulligan, Stephen O'Neill, yeah. He was injured, wasn't he? Because oh, he only came on in the final. Uh, yeah. Or maybe that was a different year. I don't know. That was 08. I think that was 08. <laughs> Stephen O'Neill, uh, Mulligan, Canavan. I don't know. Brian McGuigan. I don't think he was a 1-8 kind of scorer, was he? 1-7? One 1-7. Seven? One seven. One seven, I think, yeah. You have to think 1-7's a free taker, don't you? You probably, yeah. And yeah it, it, that, that's an incredible score from play. Yeah. Although it's give the you, best performance of his career. I'll give you one more. Yeah, I'll give you one more clue. Of the one seven, one five was from play and two points were frees. So that doesn't relate whether it's a free take or not. Because Yeah. It, it could be. That, a, that sounds like a left footer. Was Mulligan on? Probably Mulligan wouldn't have taken. Would he have grabbed one like on the 14 and kicked it oh, over yeah. with his left foot? Like, you know? Maybe. I don't, I don't think he got one seven the week after getting the most famous goal of all time. Like the, the, the best performance of his career sounds like someone who has had like a lengthy career beforehand. Yeah, it? of incredible performances. Yeah. Peter the Great. 05 was his last year, was it? Yeah. We thought we wasn't around in 08, so... Oh God! Was he was he knocking over one seven then in an All Ireland quarter final? Yes, he was. <laughs> but he got that brilliant goal in the final. Yep. What's your instinct telling you, PJ? Canavan was my first thought. Mine so. too. This is the week we have to win it. We've no chance after this. Um. Yeah, look, we're only talking ourselves around in circles. It'll be a guess either way. Is Canavan the safest guess? Yeah. Probably is. Yeah. Canavan. Final answer? Mm-hmm. We lost That's, again. You're out. You've lost again. Peter Canavan was famously sent off in the Ulster final against Armagh that year oh. and was suspended. And O'Mulligan, the whole story of O'Mulligan with the goal was that he was playing short on confidence, scored this goal, and it transformed his season. And he scored 1-7, scored the goal, and celebrated into the hill by just standing and staring down all the fans <laughs> in the hill after he finished it. Uh, he finished at 1-7. Stephen O'Neill finished at 1-3 that day in a 2-18 to 1-14 win. So, you're gone, lads. This is it. This is, this is almost more disappointing than last week. Out with a whimper. Yeah. yeah, last week it was like, oh, we go, we go again. Whereas... This week was, I don't know. This is us coming back for one, one, uh, one season too many. too many. 
you know, we, we kind of knew it was over last year, last week, but we kind of convinced ourselves in preseason that we could go at it one more time, give it one last log, but the legs are gone, Mark. You know, um, and I think we have to we have to let somebody else uh, come in. Here. We, we need fresh blood. This team needs fresh blood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give the you the other two questions just to see if you got them right. Would have gotten them right. It's not the first time he's done that sort of thing. Grinned Tyrone manager Mickey Hart. Which player was Mickey Hart talking about after his heroics in the All Ireland semi final? Brian Dewar? No. Connor Gormley. Uh, the block. The block. On uh, who was it? Oshin. Yeah. McDonald. Steve McDonald. I, I, that's Final who answer? I'd say it is. Yeah. Final pretend answer. Wrong again. The correct answer was Peter. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer was Peter Canavan. You see, as I'm rushing into these lads, I don't think it's definitely. Sure, we're already beaten. Because of the fact that Peter, or because like the PJ was out of the country. Because if you thought about the championship as a whole, this was the year where Peter Canavan gets wrongly sent off for, well, whether it's wrong or not, I know it was. I didn't watch the clip back. I think from my memory of 15 years ago, the Armagh players got around Canavan. There's a very biased video of it on YouTube. And uh, in fact, I think I was saying it to you, PJ, just I didn't give you the context where the video by clearly a Tyrone fan says the referee decided to make a name for himself and send Peter Canavan off. So Canavan was suspended for the quarterfinal and the replay. Comes back in the semi-final against Armagh and kicks the winning point, a free kick in injury time to beat Armagh in the semi-final. So they're the heroics. And then in the All-Ireland final, the question would have been named 13 of the starting 15 for Tyrone. We'll do that in a second, but I will just say it's all very well for you being absolutely horrified that we don't remember the story of a season from 15 years ago that you've just thrown at us while you've been on Wikipedia all morning reading it. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit rich. Um, I'm the quiz master here. <laughs> Maybe that's what we'll do. Maybe we'll come back next week and uh, we'll try it again where, where Mick, you're, you're the quiz master. We yeah. for BJ our answer. I'm up for that, yeah. Uh, Pascal McConnell, uh, Philip Jordan, uh, Connor Gormley. Um, one of McMahon's. Yeah. Justin... Justin I'd younger. I'd accept an initial for the McMahons. Jay McMahon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay McMahon. Oh, God, I'm missing. I'm missing pretty famous. Did you say Philip Jordan there? Yeah, I said Jordan. Yeah, I'm missing someone famous beside him. Who I just can't yep. think of right now. I'll give you a clue. You gave him and, an answer uh, earlier on. Gormley, I said him, didn't I? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ender McGinley. Yep. Uh, Sean Kavanagh. Brian Dewher, Brian McGuigan, Owen Mulligan, Stephen O'Neill, Peter Canavan. There's 12 out of 15. You're missing, you're missing the cornerback, a wingback, and a wingback. Davey forward. Hart? No, he was out. Davey Hart, yes. Was well done. There you go. Although, if that was a proper question, probably would have talked yourself out of that one. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you, yeah. Ryan Mellon was the other one, and Michael McGee. Okay, that's not bad. Not bad. But look, it's too late. Sure, we're, we're out hours, yeah. Easy with the pressure off. Lads, I am disconsolate. Uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever use back. We'll see what will happen. I don't want to say definitely that this will not happen again next week because uh, 
he said definitely last week and look here we are again it's just it's 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 like the diction someone has to win it at some stage uh but uh Look, at least we have actual GEA to look forward to this weekend. It was great to have it back last week. There's plenty more happening all around the country uh, over the coming days. What are you most looking forward to? Uh, I've, uh, after the, uh, you know, the disappointment of that defeat, Mark Firth, in the uh, All-Ireland Quiz Championship, I'm looking forward to uh, the little pick-me-up from Kerry with the uh, Kerry Jair streaming a couple of games uh, for a fiver each uh, this weekend. And on Friday night, Dr. Crokes are taking on Temple No. So that's the Temple Know of Adrian Spillane, Killian Spillane, Gavin Crowley and Tyg Morley. And they're just back up to, uh, up to senior in the, up to senior th- this year. So that's in the A-team senior club championship. That's like, so there's no, so there's no, uh, there's no uh, divisional teams involved. And then on Saturday, you've got uh, Kearns O'Rahillies are taking on uh, Kemar Shamrocks. So that's uh, Tommy Walsh play for... Uh, Tom Walsh, a few other, few other Kerry players there for uh, for Cairns rallies, and you've got then you got from Kim Air, you got Johnny Shea and uh, Stephen O'Brien. Johnny Shea. So, it, like the, the the amount like the amount of options you now have to pick from for GA this weekend yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. It's like I can't. Yeah. Go, it, it, I, these are two pretty good ones. Yeah, I was never going to go to that Kerry match, obviously, uh, and I probably wouldn't have had a way to watch it in any other year. But now, for a fiver, I might actually because that's as close yeah. to an inter-county game as you're going to get. There. Yeah, you yeah. could have those. I think it's, if there's eight players in that game on Friday night, there are eight Kerry players involved. You could end up spending a fortune, uh, going, you know, every time like one of us will big up one of these games and we'll be like, oh, Jesus, what time is that on? I might, I might drop a fiver for that one. <laughs> Suddenly it all adds up over the course, but it's a brilliant service. Like There is like also games on TG Carter as well, like that, that are available to everyone and for free. And that's like brilliant. They've got three games this weekend on Friday night. They've got Kilmallock and the Pearshig and the Limerick Hurling Championship. And on Sunday, then they've got Castlehaven and Carberry Rangers in the Cork Football Championship. And then the third coverage of Sarsfields and Portumna in the Galway Hurling. Um, so look, to be honest, I think it's, it's, it's high time we saw Joe Canning hurl. Uh, it's yeah. the 22nd of July here. It'll be July. It'll be nearly over come Sunday. Um, it's it's long overdue as seen Joe Canning hurl in 2020, but um, yeah, like the streaming thing, it's not even just kind of these big games that might have interest all around the country, but like one of the slight benefits, I don't know if benefit is the right word to come from this lockdown is like I saw even the local club down in Clare, you know, are they're not able to have um, fans at the game, they're not doing the 200 thing, you know, it's just they've got uh, no spectators, so it's like 55 tickets per club you know, to include all the players and uh, mentors and everything like that. But, you know, because of that, it's streaming. And it's like, I saw it, it was like seven euro. I was like, God, seven euro. Jeez, that's a bit steep. And then I was thinking, jeez, I nearly drove down from Dublin, you know, and paid 50 quid yeah. diesel and got some food and paid money, paid, paid more, tenner into the game anyway. Like, you know, and I was like, it's actually a brilliant service. So it's like, you know, it, it can actually hopefully bring things to a wider audience as well there's obviously people who would have gone to all these games and it's a pity they can't but at the same time there's a lot of people in the wider community that might be able to actually watch now that might be able to get the games or might not live in the area anymore or anything like that so the fact that it's there is actually class and hopefully it will continue beyond it and hopefully it's something that can be launched because of it you know so yeah i'm definitely looking forward to to seeing some uh some games i would never have watched before yeah, definitely. Like, there's so many happening around the country that it's actually it's impossible to go through them all. But I suppose as well, the standout one is the Dublin Football Championship on this weekend. There's some great games on. If you're looking, it's like Kilmacud Croaks against Rohini, uh, Defina against St Jude's, 
uh, which should be a humdinger. Who else did I see there? I think uh, I've lost them now. There's a load of them. There's too many. <laughs> Who was playing Plunkett? Yeah, was someone playing Plunkett. I think it's Castlenock, yeah. Castlenock. It is indeed Castlenock against Plunkett. Uh, there's lots of other ones happening. Obviously, there's a full round of fixtures there. But uh, wherever you are in the country, whatever games you're going to watch at the weekend, I hope you enjoyed them. Uh, we'll be back next week to chat more GEA. And I don't know if the quiz will be back, but <laughs> we'll definitely be talking about these games and the ones that are coming up in a couple of weekends' time as well. We'll also be back tomorrow for a special podcast where we chat to Kevin Doyle. Uh, that tomorrow will be in Thursday. We're going to preview the final weekend of the Premier League uh, of course lots to play for with Champions League and relegation uh, spots still up I was going to say st- uh, still up for decision I'm going to say still up to, to play for but I don't know if you're playing to get into a relegation zone no. um, that relegation isn't up for grabs yeah up for grabs <laughs> is the, I could try to stop myself saying that but anyway uh, if you've not listened to the full podcast you can find us on the build up uh, at Balls, on Balls of and all good podcast apps you'll also catch our chat with Kevin tomorrow on that feed as well uh, if you are there when you are there please do rate and review the show too uh, but we will be back tomorrow to chat to you then find yourself <laughs>